This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. Earlier this week, one of the Quadra Island candidates in the upcoming election spoke of the need for a single political organization that represents the entire island. This isn't the first time this concept has been expressed. Two and a half years ago, Regional Director Nova Anderson unveiled a similar plan for Cortez Island. While she and Mark Dahl expressed frustrations with the Strathcona Regional District, they were not calling for separation from it. Their proposed community organizations gave their islands a chance to speak at several different tables, local, regional, and provincial. In this morning's program, we'll listen to clips from both interviews, starting with Mark Dahl. On Quadra and Cortez, these are volunteer-run communities. There's so much being done already by volunteers. But as I'm going around, what I'm noticing is there's no center point of gravity that is bringing everybody together. On a recent example, we were just meeting on a grant that I can, and the Garden Club and myself were working on that. We just got allocated $12,000 grant for a food security project. But in that conversation, we are realizing that there was $100,000 that we didn't even know about because we didn't have the organizational capacity to keep our head up to go looking for that food security and that climate change type of grant. I'm seeing that in a lot of different ways. So at the end of the day, I get the idea that Quadra is a community in and of itself, but doesn't operate so much as a community. It operates as a bunch of really motivated, organized people in silos. And from a community development perspective, we need to bring them together um, in that empowered community idea. But it's not even just limited to that. There's also kind of folded into that a political narrative that the regional district is what I call the absolute worst way of organizing around community. It's kind of this divide and conquer. You put a whole bunch of disparate communities together under one umbrella and you kind of have them almost in competition with one another instead of working together it goes a step worse for a lot of different budgetary matters it's Campbell River that's governing Quadra Cortez and all the other rural areas on on Vancouver Island here on a lot of the decisions that are made at the SRD table the reality is that Cortez has one vote Quadra has two votes and there are 35 votes at the table, most of which are held in the hands of the directors from Campbell River or the councillors from Campbell River who are sitting on the regional district committee. That means our islands don't really have the ability to act as individual communities. We are enveloped by a larger urban municipality, and a lot of the decisions that we're looking at are going to be largely made by the 20 votes that come out of Campbell River instead of the one vote from Cortez or the two votes from Area C, Quadra Island, and and the other Discovery Islands. I think Cortez is probably further down this road than Quadra is. I know that Surge Narrows with Reed Island is definitely further down this road where they have snack. I'm looking to get Quadra to start functioning politically as a community like it already does in, in its everyday life. We need to have an organization where Quadra Islanders can come together and focus on 
the vision for our future, how we want to deal with development, how we want our voice to be heard at the provincial table and at the SRD table. And this can't really, in my mind, be done by a single director who's basically playing the role of mayor and council on a committee that's populated largely by votes from an urban center. Something like a residence association. That's exactly right. There's a lot of different forms that this could take. The idea that I'm putting forward is that because this committee is going to have a voice that's going to have some type of influence and power over the regional director position itself, that it shouldn't be up to the regional director myself if I get elected to stipulate what this should look like, who should be on the committee. But there's community association, there's residents association, there's ratepayers association. There's a whole bunch of different models that exist out there that can be brought into effect. It is a democratic institution that has mission, vision, plan values, that has policies on how things are to go forward so that the community can organize itself and its voice can be made through that sausage-making machine that is democracy. While Dahl is proclaiming his vision during an election campaign, Anderson has been Cortez Island's director since 2008. In the interview, there are references to an ongoing struggle she is having with the SRD board and a group of 14 Cortez Island residents. I want to build community council, really simply put. The city has a mayor and council. There's a group of people that are elected by the community to discuss matters of interest to the community and make decisions that pertain to the community and communicate the city's will to outside agencies. First Nations equally have a chief and council. There's a, a formalized, legitimate, recognized structure that is more than sending one person two ferry rides away to sit with 12 other reps where I'm inherently a minority and structurally we don't know things about each other. We don't know each other's communities, even with all the best intentions, which aren't necessarily always there. So I'm interested in building something here that is complementary to the regional district structure. Certainly in no way would supersede it or replace it. But over time, as our systems, I believe, will inevitably fray with the pressures of climate change, that we have this other system that is hopefully strong enough by the time things begin to fray to really rely on here. So I'm heading down to Hornby today actually, I'll, I'll arrive tomorrow, to spend a few days meeting with lots of different community groups there and learning how they run their community organizations. Um, but most interestingly, meeting with their ratepayers and residents association. So before the regional district stu structure was created, a lot of rural communities had a ratepayers or ratepayers and residents association, which was just a nonprofit that represented the interests of that rural community directly to the province. And when the regional district structure was created, as far as I understand, most of those ratepayers associations, you know, dismantled themselves because there was the district now to do that service delivery work. Um, but on Hornby. I believe they kept it. It's certainly there now. So I, I, my understanding is they've kept that ratepayers association, which kind of acts as council. They run the regional district parks service and they run the recycling center and they run a number of different committees and act in many ways like a little council on the island. 
and have a monthly public meeting where all of those committees report out on their business and receive input. And, um, and the regional director there says, really, he doesn't have to do a whole lot because he's told what to do. All the legwork is done for him on so many of these files. So I'm just really curious to know what other communities do like that and what version of that might be palatable um, and functional here. I'm kind of curious, what's the population of Hornbeam? It's uh... very similar. It's my understanding it's about a thousand people year round, but in the summer it, it increases fivefold or something. It's there's this huge summer um, tourist population. Would the uh, Hornby ratepayers, would that, is that that's totally volunteer? Do they have any employees? Ask me next week, I'll know a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been in touch by email with you know, their coordinator, so I'm assuming there's some kind of paid positions, sort of administrative positions, but I truly don't know. Okay. Depends on how formal one would want to get. I mean, I can imagine a system where <clears throat> there were formalized seats for you know, the regional director and a Clahoose rep and the fire chief and, you know, I don't know, some formal sort of government bodies, perhaps elected reps from the various nonprofit groups and then a number of reps elected at large, perhaps with individual portfolios. I don't know, it's super early days thinking for me, whether it's a community co-op that everyone has lifetime membership to or an association or I don't know. But other people are doing interesting versions of it, so that's where I'm starting, is just learning from other places and then bringing some of those stories home and trying to find the most transparent way of engaging Cortez residents here to assess our interest in this. Am I completely off in left field or is this something that there's an appetite here for? I, I believe the latter based on the conversations I've had. I guess I'm wondering, how do they get along with their regional district? The Ratepayers Association? Um, again, you know, ask, ask me next week. But in speaking with the regional director, he has indicated really he just takes, you know, guidance from the Ratepayers Association on, on the files that are directly relevant to the district. Now, he doesn't reference the Ratepayers Association at regional district meetings, at the solid waste meetings that we're at together, but I gather that their input informs his participation and vote there a lot. Um, now, certainly the, the Resident and Ratepayers Association does a whole lot more than regional district work. Um, they have files that are of community interest far beyond what the district would do. Um, like, like a city or a chief and council, has a lot of flexibility to act in the interest of the island. Um, I would hope that an organization that we set up had that kind of uh, flexibility. Whereas I, at the regional district, formally have very limited roles. There's a park service, there's a planning service, there's a you know fire department, there's grant and aid. There's not much services that we d directly deliver. There'll now be a first responder and hall tax service, but everything else is in the realm of kind of nebulous advocacy and and convening. I have influence, not actual leverage. And um, perhaps if that was formalized and it wasn't just me or your regional director, but actually a group of people, that collective think can be a lot more powerful. And if there was a group here that was a solid functional organization that represented the will of the island, then it's a lot harder to marginalize one elected rep over at the regional district. 
I think a, a minority of very active voices has been very effective at undermining my credibility at the regional district. And yet, if what I brought to the district was backed by this community council, it would be harder to marginalize. And when I say I, I mean this position, not me, the individual. Is the district aware of what you're doing? Not yet. Okay. I mean, I don't think of it as being, you know, revolutionary. I'm not trying to usurp their role. But I have long been interested in, uh, in building community structures here, and they're certainly aware of that. Mm-hmm. But this is really my, the, the newsletter that is going into mailboxes today is really my first coming out of the closet, if you will, in, a, in the written form. Anybody who knows me or sits in circles with me over the last many years has known this has always been dear to my heart. But I think all of the goings on at the district this last year has created an appetite that I hope is really ripe for change. <laughs> I think there's some people who want to secede. <laughs> well, and I've heard that, you know, I have got emails from people saying, you know, can we secede? Can we, you know, can we create our own regional district? Can we? Um, and so interestingly enough, there isn't in the legislation, I mean, apart from, you know, trying to be close members or something, there, there isn't a way in provincial legislation to incorporate at a rural level without taking on all the cost of roads and a municipality isn't really what would work here. So I think it's worth having a conversation of creating some kind of rural municipal equivalent that allows some legislative autonomy to for rural communities who are interested in it. Okay. But step by step. I'm wondering if we should talk a little bit about the beginnings of this vision. How did you get the idea? You said a decade ago. Yeah, so I was elected 11 years ago, and certainly I need to look back through the literature, but I expect within the first two years, if not year, um, I began writing about an interest for something else, and I began speaking with our legislative officer over there around what options exist within the provincial legislative framework for some greater autonomy. And I spoke with some other communities in the province who have other models. So right from the beginning, and the only legislative option available to us is called what is a a, a local community commission, I think. So there is, there's provision in the local government for a local community commission. And what it would do is at the time of local government election, it would elect a regional director plus a number of commissioners. Salt Spring, since they lost their bid for incorporation recently is looking into creating a a local community commission. But the trouble with the community commission is twofold. First of all, it's only ever an advisory body to the regional district. Like the advisory planning commission is an advisory body. So it's not super interesting just from the get go there. But then the, the second downside is it would only have influence over local government services. It wouldn't be a broad council with mandate to serve the community whatever way it imagined. It's, it would be planning, which we already have a planning commission for. Parks, mm, probably not worth setting up just for parks. I've helped establish a, a new parks committee under the FOCI umbrella. It could be responsible for the fire service, but we already have a fire department for that. Like We just have so few services here. It didn't seem to be worth setting up this whole other level of 
governance structure for something that had so little influence and such a small mandate. So I would say right from the beginning, I've, I've realized that it doesn't make sense to elect one person and send them two ferry rides away to sit as a minority view with other people that structurally don't understand the context of the decisions they're making. It just, it's not a system that works well. And so I think as these, you know, awkward times have unfolded the district, my involvement with the Rural Island Economic Forum has, my interest there has been bent towards this issue of governance, trying to connect with other people on other islands who are interested in creating alternate structures. And so I, when I was on Pender a month or so ago, uh, that was really my focus. And I would love to host some gathering here in the new year with other island reps who were up for thinking this through with me. So parks is basically under the foci umbrella right here. Well, we could create a parks commission like the Advisory Planning Commission, a formal commission that was supported by the district and had minutes and all those things associated with it. But in instead, what I've supported is the creation of a parks committee there's spots on that committee from for reps from the community clubs and Clahoose and, and I don't all remember who, but technically because you can't have a committee without being a committee of something, the foci took it on under their umbrella. And so they're just finding their feet still really. They've only been up and going for a little less than a year. But my hope there was it would be a dedicated group of people to think really big picture about parks issues on the on the island and even in in the marine environment from active cycling to uh, conservation to green space to you know whatever it might be actually the little bell that went off in my head was thinking about transportation mm -hmm. and how foci brought that application for a coordinator forward mm. and that basically died didn't it mm -hmm. yeah. so the whole idea died i would imagine the, the, the idea of the regional district funding it died. Okay. It doesn't mean that folk I'm needs to... I'm talking about on, from the regional district sure. perspective. Sure. They're not going to do anything either, are they? Um, we just at our last meeting considered our strategic plan, which has just become public. And, and it's, we just adopted it, actually. And in there, transportation is identified as, as a regional strategic initiative. So perhaps that will be reborn in some regional form. I know the health network has certainly been working on it and has hosted meetings in most of the rural communities, including Cortez. But in terms of the specific foci proposal at this point, no, that's, that's not going to be funded by the district. How are things getting along with the district right now? Just at a human level? Yeah. Very awkward. Very awkward. Um, most people don't make eye contact. Because of all of the troubles? One would assume. Oh, it's a very awkward space. Um, but I am committed to continue to be as professional as I can and represent the interests of Cortez and uh, bring issues forward as I'm able. Uh, but my credibility there has been really shaken. It's quite remarkable how 
a matter with no legitimacy has created such a situation. It's quite stunning. You're not allowed to tell me whether uh, this censoring has anything to do with the allegations in the legal petition. I don't know anything more than the public knows on this one. What I just noticed was, uh, oh, it's not the censoring, pardon me, it's the withholding of your legal fees oh. in the exact same wording right. that they used in May before mm -hmm. the court case. Mm -hmm. I don't have any insight that I can share that isn't public. I've not been given any rationale as to the board's decision to not indemnify me. So they, uh, did, they didn't actually speak to you about it? No, no, it's all through lawyers. Because the because of matters that I'm in conflict of interest on, so the investigative report, indemnification, censure, any of these things that do relate directly to me, I may not speak to any of my colleagues about them. Because in doing so, I would be breaching conflict of interest. And I could actually be thrown out of office. So I can speak to senior staff, but don't. So, I, no, I can't talk about these matters. I can talk about them with you and with the public, but not my elected colleagues, and vice versa. So I don't, I don't have any insight into their rationale there. I, I mean, I can speculate, but I wouldn't do that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing piles of speculation. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, but no, I've not been provided any rationale. How do you see this new system working with the... Strathcana Regional District Board. Well, I don't know that this new governance system that I envisage would be particularly up and running in any substantive way before the next election. My, my personal goal would be that it would be functional in three years' time. Uh, that if we spend, you know, being just perhaps more transparent than I ought to be here at your kitchen table, if we could spend the next year or so discussing and researching and imagining and then perhaps another year connecting with the nonprofits and organizations and you know, trying to build a structure could it be up and running in two years I think that would be stunningly beautifully ambitious so I think really if we were to create this it would be li liaising with the regional district post next election and so I have no idea how many of faces would would be the same around the table but Regardless of the people at the regional district table, I would hope that this would would offer credibility to whatever the di director was bringing forward. Now, if the director brought something different than the community association, some different perspective, then it would be particularly awkward, I suppose. If the community association said, you know, go this way, and the director voted that way, then, you know, I think I think that's why some of my colleagues really love the autonomy of being the only director from a, from a community because they don't have to consult. It's messy to consult. It's messy to have a group of people. It's, it's far more efficient to be the lone voice. But then that starts to um, bleed into less than savory spaces if, um, if not used well. One thing I noticed when there was talk of the transportation coordinator is the district seemed to be a bit threatened. I mean, as if foci was going onto their turf. Yeah. Our CAO, our chief administrative officer, indicated that because the regional district had conducted the transportation study, that it would be 
out of line to hire somebody else to implement it. I disagree profoundly. I think that the regional district can be a funder of a study and whoever possibly wants to step up the table to make it happen, all the better. But that was Dave Leach's perspective and he holds a lot of sway with the district. And then, you know, we have to get across Quadra and there's all interjurisdictional politics. And anyway, that didn't fly. Because the regional district really is an animal that's set up to do a very specific thing. It delivers a tax function. It delivers a, a, a formalized service as supported by the electorate, right? Fire service, hall service, planning service, parks service. It, it doesn't work very well in the more nebulous spaces. Let's say that we had a Cortez Community Council. Would it be negotiating with the uh, district and saying, we want to take this over, we want to do this? How would that function? No, I wouldn't imagine so. I would imagine that it would um, inform the regional director to then take that voice forward to the district on matters. But primarily I see it as being a group that does things quite apart from anything the regional district does. Like it could organize around community resilience. It could advocate to the province on matters of roads. It could support the Harbor Authority with matters of docks. It could, uh, I mean, whatever it could imagine. I don't see it as being primarily a mechanism for liaising with the district. Now, if it, like Hornby, wanted to take over the parks contract and the recycling center contract and those sorts of things. I mean, possibly, perhaps it would move into some of those spaces. But I mean, really, this is just me sitting in my kitchen imagining at this point. So I don't know. I I put it back to the listeners. What do you think? (laughs) How can we build some kind of quasi-autonomous system that really works for us and represents our voice, not only to ourselves, but to other agencies? including the district, but certainly not exclusively. I, just, I think the time is right. I hope so. May it be. There was one other component there as well. Mm-hmm. You once again kind of said that you don't intend to be the uh, to mm-hmm. run again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had made that choice quietly before the last election. It will have, it'll be 14 years at the end of this term that I would have been in office, and I would do the constituency work forever. The, the work on Cortez I love. The, the honor of convening conversations and advocating for Cortez I, I truly love. But I think that I run the risk of getting stuck in this role and not being able to imagine myself in this community in some other way if I stay longer. I know that certainly happened for some other people I know in, in this role. and. I don't want the community to get stuck thinking I'm the only one that can do it either. And I would love something that had a little bit more joy, you know, or playfulness or spontaneity. or. Um, <laughs> but truly, I would carry on doing the Cortez work in some other form if I could figure out how. But no, my intention is to not run. And it's a bit scary to say that, you know, on recording. I've said that to, lot, <laughs> I've said that to lots of people, anyone who asks over the last year. Um, 
But yeah, I think it, it's time for renewal. You've been listening to two Discovery Island politicians, Noba Anderson, the outgoing regional director for Cortez Island, and Mark Dahl, a candidate for Area C, whose most populated area is Quadra Island, describe their vision for community associations on their respective islands. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye. <laughs>